the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Christ has coexisted with God since the beginning. Therefore, everything we think, say, and do is to be rooted and grounded in Him because in the beginning was Christ, and Christ was with God, and Christ was God. As we consider our celebration of Christmas, let's ask ourselves these questions. Do the gifts we have glorify God? Do they remind us of the one whom we are or should be celebrating? Is He our focal point on Christmas Day and every day? Are we witnesses for Christ in our giving, thereby drawing others to Him? Christ is to be the only object of our celebration and giving. Elijah. Hey, Elijah. I've been been down here a while. How you doing, man? (laughs) Maybe he's talking about those experiences. You remember when I showed you how to do those miracles? When you worked those miracles through me? Moses, do you remember the, the Red Sea experience? You remember how you were all nervous? You were fed up? Remember I had to call you home before the time because you misrepresented me and struck that rock instead of speaking to the rock? Why didn't you just listen to me, Moses? I don't know what he was talking about, but I, I bet it was good. I wish to God that I could have been there in on that conversation, him talking to Moses and Elijah. You know what that lets me know? There's some principles in there. Listen, God is not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. Even though dead, they live. Huh? They live. They live. They live. In in other words, he was talking with them. He said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You notice the scripture, even that passage will say, I was the God. If you go back and look at that one, I am. Matter of fact, he says, I am the great I am. I am that I am. I can call anybody up anytime I want and have a little chat with them. I'm not, I, I, I didn't bring Elijah and Moses down here for me to just talk to them. I, I wanted you to get, I want you, I want to let you in on this heavenly experience so when you go back, you never be the same again. And they were never the same again. They, ne- they were never the same again. Wow. While he was still speaking, behold, the, a cloud overshadowed them and suddenly a voice came, look, a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Who is that? See, that's it. I told you the Trinity is real. That's God the Father validating the ministry of God the Son. And they are in on the listening of the voice of God from heaven through the clouds. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And then look, he says, hear him. I like that. You know, I need to preach a a message on hear him. Hear him. 
You see, some of you, you, you've been in Christ a long time, but you still haven't learned to hear God. You listen to people, you listen to your mom, you listen to, to crazy folk, you listen to sorrows and fraternity and politician. You better learn to hear God. That's why some of y'all are in a mess. You're having nervous, nervous breakdown. You're getting your counsel from the wrong places. You better pick up this Bible and read it and hear him. He says, God is saying to them, hear him. Every word he says is the word of life. Every word he says has power impact. Jesus, while he was on earth, never wasted one word. Think about that now. How many of you do this idle talk? You give an account. We all, for idle talk. Talk too much. I'm going to tell you something. Some of y'all text too much. You send a message to this group. You send a message to this group. You send a folk here. Go here. Go there. Listings of folk. On and on and on and on and on and on. You wasting time. You just in that stuff, in that stuff, and you 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 messing up your time and you messing up other folk time. You Mister and Mrs. Tax Machine. <laughs> I submit to you today, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Uh, the majority of you in here need to reduce your texting 50%. I didn't get many amens there because you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. You're too addicted. You love it too much. You want to be in the know. You're in everybody's business. Everybody in your business. Oh, what did you do before the cell phone. What did you do before the texting? Now you crazy with it. It's driving you crazy. You mad woman. You mad man. You grab it in the morning. You grab it at night. Ding. Grab. Eat. You can't talk to your spouse. Can't talk. Ding. All uh, around the table at, uh, uh, in the restaurants. The, the child got a phone. They all on the phone trying to eat a burger. No, no. Boy, I said, look at them. Ain't nobody talking to nobody. They all t- in their own conversation. It ought to be a rule when you eat and put that phone down. You can't even eat. Every little ding, you put the person you're talking to on hold so you can read what's coming to you. You can't even have a healthy conversation with your spouse because of all them dings. And it dings. And then some of y'all got it dinging. Two o'clock in the morning. Who's texting you? You not that important. You need to cut it off. That's why you fall asleep in the church. You're not praying. You sleep. Oh, I can't finish this message. There's too much in this message, y'all. The older I get, the slower I go. And I... I'm sorry, I'm still right here. <laughs> Hear him. You gain your sanity. You think better. Hear him. Your mind won't be in confusion. Hear him. You won't be in, uh, uh, in deception. Hear him. You won't fall for a lie. And when his disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. I bet they were afraid. Listen, we've seen that we'll all be on our faces 
right here, right now too. If I if I'd seen that, listen, I'd be out cold. God has to shake me and get me up from there. That's enough to give them a heart attack. And they would have had one if they weren't in the presence of God. But Jesus came and touched them. You know, he had to say, oh, he had to calm them down. They were all shook up. But Jesus came and touched them and said, arise. And do not be afraid. When they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but only Jesus. John was saying that he, along with others, actually saw God in human flesh and even at times saw his glory unveiled. Jesus Christ became man and partook of the same flesh as all other men, yet without sin. Hebrews 4.15 says, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, look, yet without sin. When the scripture says he is the only begotten of the father, it means that Christ is God's one and only unique son. And there was none like him in past and never will there be another Messiah in the future because Christ is the one and only unique son of the living God who was born into this world to take away sin. Verse 14 also says that Christ was full of grace and truth. The expression of grace and truth means that God lavished his love, lavished his grace upon the human race by sending the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the greatest uh, undeserved gift to lost humanity. Jesus, Jesus is full of truth because he is the great God of truth. And when you spend time in the word of truth with the God of truth, then you'll be set free from besetting sins. You'll be set free from opium. You'll be set free from, from, from uh, prescription drug addictions. You'll be set free from lying. You'll be set free from bullying. You'll be set free from being a fool. You'll be set free from pornography. You'll be set free from a, being a drunkard, a cusser, and a gossip, and all the like. The truth he is full of truth because he is the great God of truth. He is the embodiment of truth. Jesus is the personification of truth. You say, how you know he's all that truth? Because of what the scriptures say. Where does it say? What does it talk about the truth? John, 1 John 5 20 says, and we know that the son of God has come and was given, look, and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. And we are in Christ who is true in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Jesus Christ is the absolute truth, nothing but the truth, the great God of truth, so help me God. The first six letters in Christmas are C-H-R-I-S-N-T. What does that spell? Christ. 
which should remind us that we celebrate Christmas for Christ's sake. Jesus, who gave us the greatest gift of all, salvation, which costs us nothing, but costs him everything. He is the reason for Christmas and every season. Many of us miss the real meaning of Christmas because we focus on giving gifts that last for a season rather than the gifts of the Spirit that last a lifetime and from generation to generation. Today, Pastor Rander compels us to remember that Christ is Christmas. Thank you for listening in today. Have your Bible close by and have pen and paper handy. I'm almost done. The miracle of the incarnation is that God, the son, could take upon himself the full nature of man and yet retain the full nature of God. The miracle of the virgin birth is that a human body could be conceived within Mary's womb without an earthly father and without sin. Now, if you try to figure that out, that'll drive you crazy. Surely Jesus was fully God and fully man. Surely Jesus was 100% God and 100% man. How do you know he was a man, Draper? I'm so glad you asked. Let me just help you with the humanity of Jesus. As man, he was born of a woman in Galatians 4.4. As a man, he looked like a man in 1 Timothy 2.5. As a man, he possessed flesh and blood according to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. As a man, he grew from a baby into a full-grown man, Luke 2. Chapter two, verse 40, as a man, he was tempted. Matthew chapter four, verse one, as a man, he learned obedience. Hebrews chapter five, verse eight. How do you know he's a man? I'm so glad you asked me because as a man, he got hungry. Matthew four, verse two. As a man, he thirsted. John chapter 4, verse 7. And John chapter 19, verse 28. As a man, he was weary and became tired. John chapter 4, verse 6. He was man because he went to sleep. <laughs> Matthew chapter 8. Verse 24, as a man, he had compassion. Matthew chapter nine, verse 36. I'm going to convince you today that Jesus was a man. (laughs) He was so much a man that he became angered and grieved. Mark chapter three, verse five. As a man, he wept and he cried. John chapter 11. Verse 35, as a man, he sweat drops as of blood. Luke chapter 22, verse 44, as a man, he suffered. So you told you suffered, your suffering didn't compare to his suffering. First Peter chapter four, 
Verse one, as a man, he bled real blood. John 19, 34. As a man, he died. Matthew chapter 27, verse 50. And 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3. As a man, he was buried. <laughs> you know, you buried a man. Now, some of y'all get cre- cremated if you want to, but they buried him. You know, <laughs> he was buried. Matthew 27, verses 59 through 60. That's his humanity. He was man. Now, if, if you, all that scripture, and, and, and if you still doubt his humanity, it's just you want to be ignorant and you want to be lost. You want to be lost. Well, go on to hell straight because you, if you don't believe he was a man, you're going to hell. Okay? I'm not playing with you. I'm too old now to play with folk in church. Now let's talk about his deity. What is deity? His, that's his godness. Let me share passages to show you how much God Jesus really is. As God, he has power over disease. Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. And Luke 4, 39. As God, he has power over demons. Matthew chapter 8, verses 16 through 17. And Luke 4 through 35. Everything is mental health. Mental health, shooting at Sutherland Springs. They, he needed some mental help because of his mental health. If he, if the first he's looking for wasn't in there. Well, why would he shoot all them folk up? You know, he, he, he wasn't even help. That wasn't mental health. That man was a demoniac. That man was demon possessed. And let me tell you something too. You're not going to hear on television. He had a whole lot of demons in him. I believe in demon possession. Y'all talking about all this stuff. Well, he just got a psychological, therapeutic, something that's malfunctioning of the, you know what. Ah, hogwash. <laughs> that man was demonic and he was of the devil and he was used mightily of him. Because Satan came to kill, steal and destroy and he went in there. To kill, steal, and destroy. He did the work of the devil. Don't, don't come here with that mental health stuff on him. Don't you get duped by society. They don't believe in a devil no way. They don't even believe God. Even the devil believes there's a God. <laughs> I wish I can just, I'm trying not to preach these points. Because I know some of y'all want to go home and see the cowboys. <laughs> Don't 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 hurry there. Some of y'all ain't football fanatic, but you got some folk in here. They get antsy. But I want to tell you, something. if you stay here and enjoy God, they might do something this evening. <laughs> but I'm root. I'm 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 rooting. Now let me get back here. That's God. He has power. Over nature. Matthew 8, 26. I can't help myself. I've been on that boat. And I've, I've, I've been on the boat. And I've been out on the lake. And I've been on that same waters where Jesus stood up and said, uh, 
peace be still and the water hush and the waves settle down. And my wife and I have been on it. Some others of you in here, we've been there on that water. We're going to be back on the Sea of Galilee again. I can't wait to preach on the Sea of Galilee. I'm going to fool around preaching until some of y'all going to say, I'm going to Israel too. <laughs> he has power over nature, Matthew 8, 26. He has power over sin. Matthew 9, 1 through 8. I'm so glad he's got power over sin. If he's got power over sin, then I'm not saved from my sins. He's omnipotent. You know what I mean? All powerful. Matthew 28, 18. He's omniscient. John 2, 24. And John 16, 30. Let me just stop. I'm trying to go on. I'm almost through. But you know something? Some of y'all don't think God knows everything. God, you're right. That is crazy. I'm so glad somebody had enough sense to say that. You, you crazy. God see you when you with somebody and you flirting with them and they're not your wife. He see, he see you when you taking your clothes off. He see you with somebody that you ought not be with. He see you when you're having sex and you're not married to one you're having sex with. He see you when you're cheating, lying, and stealing. He knows everything. Everything. And you know something? If you reject God, do you realize when you when you go to hell, you're going to remember every you're going to have perfect memory that will allow you to that will remind you of every opportunity you had to receive Christ. But you rejected him. Think about that. Omniscience, John 2, 24, chapter 16, verse 30. He knew the whereabouts of Nathaniel, John 1, 48. He knew the plot of Judas, John 6, chapter 6, verse 70, and chapter 13, verse 11. I mean, he knew, he knew that Judas's plot. And some of you who you scheming and you you planning to hurt folk and you're plotting and you're playing games and you seeking credit for yourself and you're doing stuff underneath and you're texting stuff. Y'all not be texting and emailing stuff that brings you. God sees that scheme to advance your cause of selfishness. Why? He knew the plot of Judas. John chapter six, verse three. I'm still preaching this anyhow. Chapter 13, verse 11. He knew the hearts of the Pharisees. Matthew chapter 12, verse 25. And Luke chapter 5, 22. And verses uh, 6 through 8. He he is worshipped as God by the angels. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 6. He's worshipped as God by the shepherds. Luke 2, 15. He's worshiped as God by the wise man. Matthew chapter 2, verses 2 and 11. He forgives sins. Mark chapter 2, verse 5, verses 10 and 11. He has power over death. John chapter 11, verse 33. He rose from the dead. Matthew 2. 28 and 6. He said, now, I did the miracles. I had power to forgive. I healed the blind. 
I took two fish and five loaves of bread and fed 5,000. I still the storm in a raging sea. But, but to wrap this thing up, early Sunday morning, early before the cock crowed, early before the dew fell on the roses, my rock, my great hope, my great shepherd got up out of the grave with all power in his hand. He's greater than black power. He's greater than white power, greater than money power, greater than prosperity power, greater than technological power. He's got all power in his hand. Can I get an amen? He got up. How many of you know he got up? You ought to get excited about the fact that he got up. I serve a risen Savior. He got up out of the grave with all power. Because Matthew 28, 6 says he rose. In closing, surely Jesus is fully God and fully man. Perfect in his humanity and undiminished in his deity. He is God incarnate and there is absolutely none like him. It is a dangerous thing indeed to go through the Christmas season, enjoying the festivities, enjoying the shopping, the parties, the food, the exchanging of gifts, putting up lots of decoration and then miss the true meaning and essence of Christmas. Beloved, the incarnation is about Christ becoming flesh and blood to die for your sins, making salvation available for you if you would trust Jesus alone as your personal savior. My friend, I submit to you today in the name of Jesus that Christ is Christmas. Say it with me. Christ come on here. Christ is Christmas. A little bit louder. Christ is A little bit louder. Christ is Christmas. And all God's children said, Amen. The Bible tells us that Christ is full of grace and truth, and we are the recipients whether we realize it or not. Without Him, we would not exist. So as we plan our Christmas gatherings, let us remember to celebrate the one true God in Christ and Christ in God who gives us everything we need in this life. The Bible tells us that we live, move, and have our being in Him because we are His offspring. As the Word tells us, when we give, it will be given to us. Moreover, He is preparing us for eternity with Him. There's nothing comparable to that. As Pastor Rander concludes his message, think on these things. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.